0: Hi everyone, I'm Henna and I'm Julia and you're listening to Failing Point podcast.
1: We did everything what we could about better marketing and then better customer service and better food and all those figures how turnover and cross profits and how to make food and from where we buy those and everything we had to make so much work. I think we miss an opportunity. So we miss an opportunity
2: for growth in Finland. Uh, We need to also try to have our employment rate higher.
3: Failing Point is a podcast about entrepreneurship, about seeing challenges as opportunities and failures as steps to success.
0: With a lineup of inspiring entrepreneurs sharing their hardships of their journeys and the lessons they've learned, We are ready to challenge the status quo of Finnish business culture.
3: We all have a story to tell. Now it's time for Brave Talk.
0: Hello, hello everyone. This is Henna again from Failing Point. Today we are lucky to have two guests. Mira-Maria Kontkanen, an advisor for EU affairs at Suomen Yrittäjät and Suvi Vidkren, a seasoned entrepreneur and business executive both smart and inspiring women. Our discussion today will revolve around bankruptcy, the importance of allowing second chances in business, the status of entrepreneurs in Finland, EU regulation, and much more. We're sure you'll find the conversation most interesting, so sit back and enjoy.
3: Mira. You are an advisor for EU affairs and SME policy at Suomen Uritet Organisation. And you work in Brussels. Yes. So I work for the Federation
2: of Finnish Enterprises. In Finnish it's Suomen Uritteet and um, I'm working at our Brussels office. I am um, I am working for EU affairs, so it's basically EU advocacy, which means that we try to make good laws from EU level, we try to influence the EU policy makers to, to create good
3: uh, SME policy. What is your background? like? How, how did you end up in this profession?
2: Well, I studied EU law, so I think for anyone who has studied EU law, the natural path is, is towards Brussels and, uh, and so that's how I ended up there. I was also previously working for, for the European External Action Service. So I was working there before and then, then I ended up working for the Federation of Finnish Enterprises after that.
0: Mm, okay, can you tell us more what you exactly do in your profession?
2: Yes, so basically the goal of the Federation of Finnish Enterprises is to make Finland a better entrepreneurial society. We do this at four levels. So we have local associations, then we have regional associations, then we have our national headquarters here in Mannerheimintie, and then we also have the Brussels office. So we basically are an organization for networking and support for, for entrepreneurs, but also we try to influence the policymakers to, good, to make a good entrepreneurial policies.
0: Yes, amazing.
3: Yeah, and you work for Finland, entrepreneurs organizations, women Yrittäät organization. So how, how does it operate? So
2: our actually organization is very special because uh, we have uh, around 115,000 members. So we have companies as uh, direct members. They are members of our local associations. We have around 400 uh, local associations all over Finland. And there we do uh, the local uh, advocacy for entrepreneurship. Then these local associations are part of uh, regional associations, which are helping and um, coordinating the, the advocacy policies on those uh, local associations that are within these regions. And then we have our headquarters that are doing uh, quite a lot of different things, mostly the national advocacy, but then also uh, some um, media and communication and, and these kind of things. So. And, yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, you support entrepreneurship. Exactly. We yeah. support entrepreneurship. We provide, we provide to our members uh, legal advices. We we organize different kind of events, networking events for our members. It's it's really. Um, as important to, to support the, the networking uh, capacities as well as then also do the lobbying on, on, on the laws and, and the legal frameworks of entrepreneurship in Finland. Mm. How do you view entrepreneurship here in Finland? Well, we have a very good uh, vibe going on around entrepreneurship. Actually, Finn see entrepreneurship as something uh, very positive, so, so they think uh, that, uh, that it's, it's actually a very honorable uh, thing to be an entrepreneur, which is excellent thing. Then on the other hand, we do have some obstacles still um, regarding laws, for example. It's it's not so easy to, for example, employ people here in Finland or, or dismiss uh, people. So so there are some administrative and legal uh, barriers still. But of course we are we are doing a very good to work in Finland. Uh, and but but uh, we can still improve. Yeah. Mm. And we are also actually members of an European organization uh, called SME United, which is an SME organization uh, that's represents over 30 uh, European SME organizations from different countries. So, so through this SME United organization, we are a joint uh, SME family of over 12 million entrepreneurs. Wow. Yeah. And this is a big help, especially when we do EU-level advocacy. So, so we are trying to influence the EU policymakers
0: to do better uh, policies for SMEs. Yeah. Uh, you have also some knowledge about entrepreneurship in EU area. Yeah. Okay, so how does like Finnish entrepreneurship differ from EU area?
2: Well, uh, there are many differences. Um, What we have experienced is that there is a divide, well it's not a big divide but there are differences especially uh, between the northern countries and then the southern European countries. And also, there, the Eastern countries are a bit uh, different within the entrepreneurship landscape. in In the Northern countries, basically, it's quite easy to start a business. So, the so the framework, the societal framework, and the legal framework is actually supporting entrepreneurship quite nicely. But then, um, then uh, in the southern parts, for example, we are lagging behind in digitalization, for instance. So, so especially in the SME uh, area, SME um, companies. Uh, we have not yet fully fully actually uh, taken uh, all, the, all the opportunities of digitalization uh, on board.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about Global Entrepreneurship Index. We use that as a measurement of entrepreneurship in different countries. It's actually suggesting that we have differences in different countries in entrepreneurship and the environment is totally different. So the entre- Global Entrepreneurship Index is Measuring 14 different components, and there are, for instance, risk assessment, entrepreneurs how they perceive the entrepreneurship, and the different kind of things. And Finland is considered a startup country. So, can you tell something about that? Yes. So actually,
2: um, yes. This year, Finland was uh, in the place 12 yes. in this uh, global entrepreneurship index. We think it's actually a good placement but we still want to want to be higher in that uh, index Uh, we see that we have also potential to be higher because for instance we had uh, some nordic countries uh, such as sweden and and then um, also denmark ahead of us uh, sweden uh, at place nine and denmark at place six so actually we want finland to be at the pole position Um, of course we have a lot to do to actually be higher in that scale, but uh, but I would say that Finland uh, is doing quite well in in this startup uh, startup uh, issue. As you said, uh, it's very easy to start a business in Finland. We have quite good skills mm-hmm. actually to to start a business and and get it running. Uh, but then on the other hand, what? our weaknesses is is the competition mm-hmm. you could see from the index that we are lagging behind in the competition so we need to still be able to make uh, make more competitive products and and get them to the markets uh, faster and and in a in an efficient way so uh, for instance, Sweden is much better in this, uh, and but then on the other hand, Sweden is lacking in the startup skills. So, yeah. So it really depends on on where you put your emphasis on. But but Finland mm. is
0: doing well, but we can mm. do better. Mm. And there is America is actually the first place. So do you have any stand on that? Take on yes. That? So
2: so in US, actually, entrepreneurship is is uh, seen a bit differently than, for instance, in Finland. Uh, when it comes to, to failing, mm. um, that's a big difference between the European and especially the Finnish uh, uh, and the American uh, system. So, so actually in, in the United States uh, it, is, it is a requirement or it's seen as a very positive thing if you have, have failed your business once or even twice or three times before. It's seen as a, as a lesson to learn. And yeah. then do better in in your next business. But in Finland, it's seen as a big failure, and and this is something that we want to change. We want, we want to actually um, change the attitudes and also some some legal uh, issues as well that uh, that are still um, still hindering uh, the second chance of an entrepreneur. So so I think in this sense we differ quite a lot, mm. and um, and we need to also see. Uh, this, the second chance as, as really something that we need to push forward and, and not see
3: failure as a as a, the end, yeah, yeah so but rather
2: as a new start.
3: So are you saying basically that there should be a whole attitude change also? Yes, definitely. We need an attitude change. Attitudes
2: of course change a bit slower. Uh, they change after we also change the, the institutional frameworks and the legal frameworks, uh, but but we need to also show examples of, of businesses that have gone bankrupt and then mm. started again. Mm. This is what we need to see, and I'm very glad that we are going to, to be talking about that more with Subi today, and, and Subi will tell her example
0: and, and sh- show her courageous uh, example. Yeah. So the index shows that um, we as a society, we support startup firms. But what about other firms? Well or companies.
2: Well, maybe I could go now to the broader European context also, uh, because in Finland, but, but elsewhere in Europe, there has been a lot of uh, discussion and hype about uh, startup companies lately. It's, it's very good that, that we create an environment where, where um, entrepreneurs are supported to start their business, but we have to remember also that many of the startup companies fail after just a few years. And that's why we need to keep in mind when we do, for instance, policies, EU level or, or national level, we need to keep in mind that it's often, especially in the SMEs, it's the traditional SMEs that keep the societies running. They might, might not, uh, they might not uh, scale up quickly or, or to, to a very large extent even, but they might be uh, more secure employers uh, in, in some areas and especially especially local communities. But we need both. Also the policy discussion needs to be balanced so that we are not only talking about these high-tech firms and, and very innovative startups ups that actually create, uh, create a very uh, much value to the society and the economics in general, but, but also we, we cannot forget the, the small traditional uh, entrepreneurs who have been in the market for a long time, maybe they are not doing something very innovative, but still they are providing to the economy
0: in mm. general. What about legal steps what kind of legal changes do we need here well we need we need of course uh,
2: many kind of uh, legal changes to to change the entrepreneurial scheme maybe one one big thing is that we need to make our labor markets more flexible so it needs to be easier to hire people to the company and also if if needed we need to also have uh, lighter regime of, of uh, dismissing people if needed of course this is not ideal for anyone but uh, but we need really more flexibility but then uh, also we need to change the uh, the um, uh, idea how we see for example bankruptcy so we need to encourage people to start again because our economy really cannot uh, cannot handle people staying uh, out of the the labour market because of bankruptcies or, or, be, or out of business because of bankruptcies. So we need to do actually
0: a lot of work in, in different kind of uh, sectors as well.
3: Mm.
0: What about the purchasing power? Because uh, here in Finland we, don't have, we have like quite high in unemployment rate at the moment and people customers don't have purchasing power. So do you see that this is a like huge problem for us in Finland?
2: Well, I wouldn't say a huge problem, but it is a problem. Mm -hmm. So actually, that's why we need to make entrepreneurship easier. That's why we need to actually make it very easy to start a business, but also then close a business and then start again. So yes, Mm -hmm. we we do need to make it more flexible and easier. And and you have many uh, aspects on that. You can do it in many different ways. But labor market is, of course, uh, the big question, Mm -hmm. like how easy it is to, to employ.
0: Uh, people and, and have a, have actually growth in that sense. And we have like quite high taxation, exactly here in Ta- Finland. Yeah. So uh, the foreign investments don't they don't mm. want to invest in Finland because of the taxes. So
2: taxation is a is a big issue. We actually are uh, have published our own proposals for the reform of nice. the tax issues as well, um, but. But also, then uh, we might have certain, like, um, let's say, uh, permissions that that you need to have if you want to work in certain sectors. That can hinder the willingness of starting a business. Uh, we have different kind of administrative procedures that are still still actually um, making it a bit uh, heavier to to start or run your business. But then, um, then uh, also the attitudes, as, mm. as we talked. Uh, yeah. Do you mm. think
0: that entrepreneurs are not that much appreciated here? We
2: do see that entrepreneurs are actually appreciated, uh, but what is often forgotten is that especially in the small companies, uh, the SMEs, they are small companies, so they might have a uh, few employees, but then the entrepreneur, him or herself, does most of the administrative work, yeah. for instance. So. If you increase the administrative burdens, then you also know that uh, the resources of, of developing the company are not uh, used because it goes to something else. You have to fulfill some forms or, or do declarations or, or this kind of stuff that actually are not uh, building up the business or scaling up the business. So, so it's really important that we don't increase the administrative burden of SMEs uh, with different
3: legal obligations, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a member of um, Suomen Yrittäjät organization, how can you benefit from it? In many
2: ways. Actually, the most uh, popular services uh, within our organization, it's the legal advice. So we have a very good uh, legal team that are advising our members in, in all the issues that they have regarding their business. So. So you can very easily actually get the benefits even if you have one uh, one legal problem within a year uh, that that could cost a lot of money if you have to take it for a private law firm to solve it. Mm-hmm. But we give this advice. It's included in our membership fee and our members really appreciate it. Then the networking opportunities. So we are a network of 115,000 entrepreneurs they learn from each other, they, they hear what's going on in different regions in Finland, in different sectors in Finland. We also, by the way, have sectoral member organizations around uh, 60, so, so we, we know also what's happening in the sectors. But, but basically it's about networking and, and then, uh, of course, these legal services. But then, then also we should not forget that we, are, uh, we have advisors who are working to, to make changes in the laws that are hindering uh, the entrepreneurial possibilities so so this is not maybe the most visible part of our work but we are influencing a lot on on our laws and and the legal framework and also here in national local and regional but but then european level as well because what we often forget is that most or in some sectors they estimate that it's around 70 80 percent even that that we have legislation coming from Finland. That our national laws are are actually uh, originated from the European uh, Union. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so the influence of EU is to the Finnish entrepreneurial uh, landscape is actually not uh, not small at all. So we have a lot of laws that are uh, coming from the EU and affecting the Finnish uh, entrepreneurs as well. That's mm-hmm. that's why we need to be present at the EU as well.
3: Sounds good. Thank you, Mira. Thank you. Thank um, you. Now I think it's time to talk about bankruptcy. So many companies are currently facing it. And even my first company at the moment is going to go bankrupt. So we are very glad, that you are here to share your story. Thank you. You are a very experienced business person. You have done a lot.
0: Can you tell us about your experiences and how did you become an entrepreneur in the
1: first place? Okay shortly I was a little over 20 when I started my own business straight from the school I uh, I was franchising entrepreneur I own a woman clothes shop and then finally I had after five years I had five stores and my turnover was over three million and I was 30 employees uh, and I was entrepreneur 10 years but then we're celebrating my 10 years entrepreneurship so... I was thinking, okay, is this my my end of story, maybe I, I want to do something else, and I decided to move on and sold my company, and uh, making little money, and then we go one year round the world trip with my family, uh, my, my daughter and my husband, and we were traveling round the world, and then I... But I really wanted to do working because I have <laughs> working all my life, so it was also a little boring <laughs> just traveling. <laughs> and then I, I found it, uh, one startup from Finland, and I was very excited about that. It was very looking good and sounds good. And they were looking for some financer and CEO. So I was thinking, okay, maybe I do have some... Some skills, what they need. And I do have money. So uh, I was making invest to that company. And when we came back to Finland, I started in CEO in that company. Mm. Um, How did it go? Uh, Not so good. (laughs) That's a very, very big learning. uh, What I have done after five months, uh, we had to make bankrupt. So Mm. it was uh, very, it was uh, one uh, six months ago, we made that bankrupt, and I remember my feelings last spring, about one year ago. So it was very heavy time for me, because I realized that uh, only after a few days, I was so excited. I had new new company, and, uh, and I was CEO, and all this restaurant business where I came. Uh, but then I realized that, okay, so everything is not very good I realized that the figures are very very bad situation, and the company has uh, uh, grown up very fast uh, um, after eight months they have started four different restaurants so I think that the uh, the speed was too high so I think that the story could be very success success but but it wasn't because it was too. Uh, everything was bad. <laughs> okay,
3: and and you saw the numbers, and were you the one who were like saying that this yeah. company is going?
1: Yeah. Well, I have always uh, running my business using the numbers, so I was realized that when I started in January, I asked the numbers, and I realized that the last figures was from the last September, and after that they have opened to new restaurants so I I realized that okay the then we have four restaurants uh, and everyone of them losing money so the the speed what how they were losing money was so uh, amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) badly amazing Mm -hmm. so uh, we realized that uh, this is not the good business okay I, I really believe that and we did everything what we could about better marketing and then better how the customer service and better food and uh, I uh, mm, all those figures how turnover and uh, cross profits and how to make food and uh, from where we buy those and everything we had to make so much work but then we couldn't the figures were were better but Mm -hmm. not enough yeah so we had to, we just completely lose all our money. Mm. So we, we have to decide, okay, do we invest more money? And, but it was very um, difficult situation because we, all those guys who has um, making this business, they had put lots of their own money. And also I put quite big money in that. And we just realized that it is too risk to put more money in that mm. Because uh, we didn't have any proof that it's going gone better, so we had to realize that this is the end of the story.
3: Yeah, yeah. You did the decision quite um, fast, because I think that your company is like your baby. Mm. It's very hard to let it go or decide those kind of things. Like with me, I've had my first company now running like three and a half years and even though it has been showing these signs of mm-hmm. bankrupt for the last two years mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. been just going on you know because it's hard to let something go uh which is so important for you and you put them my money time and effort to it mm. so how did it
1: affect you exactly like that i think that my uh, my goodness was that that i wasn't the starter uh, because i just Came to the business, and the other guys was who has making that business, that started that business. So I just had very, uh, very clear mind that I I put all the figures that okay we have to put things good, and uh, um, I was also that Suomenuretta's member. So so I, I it was about very early that I called to the, the lawyer. What should I do and what we have to do and because. It was our decision, decision that we uh, make the uh, bankrupts, but the, all our bookkeeping was very clear, so it was easy to make. If they all was going... On. And some, somebody said to me, if if we wouldn't do that, that work, maybe it could be very bad situation that the, maybe police could make a criminal investigation uh, if, if uh, the figures are not in good shape. But everything was very good shape when we decided to make that bankrupt. Mm. Um, yeah. So, how did you feel in,
0: in the middle of all this? Like, did you have any support from your family and friends?
1: Or? Yes, I, I did have uh, very much support, and I because I was uh, I know very much in other entrepreneurs, and it, it is my it is me that I want to tell my real story mm. to, to people so I got lots of support of course I was very shamed and I, I didn't sleep and I I didn't eat I I lost my that was good <laughs> I lost my weight about <laughs> five five kilos <laughs> they are all back now but but uh, it was horrible time I I remember the last for example last summer was the hottest summer in, in the history in Finland, but I don't remember at all yeah. because I was so so sad mm. and so confused what happened because they all everything happened so fast mm-hmm. and I, I had a lot of questions that uh, I had to find out the answers. but then i because I did get the lots of support and I had because in in two years I had all this experience. I made the exit, I had money, we made the -the round-the-world trip and then I made bankrupt and I was very confused so I just read the books and then I realized that I have to tell my bankrupt story, I want to tell it it was my therapy thing so I did write a blog I I published in the social media and it has been reading over 20,000 times right now and I did get uh, over fifty job offers, uh, offers really? from that, <laughs> yeah, wow. and and it, I was so amazing. That wasn't my um, purpose, but but it happened. I realized that people were, were they were so thankful that mm. I did tell the story, and many people were contacting me that uh, thank you for telling that because I have the same experience, but I I haven't never told to anyone. Yeah, they have keep it in in their inside. Is it the Finnish kind of way of dealing things that we feel shame? Yeah I think so and I of course I feel the shame very much also but then I decided that I'm something else that only that only this failure. Mm. I'm something else. I'm more than only a failure. Your business failed but you didn't fail. Yes Mm. and of course I did fail also Mm. because I was the CEO and it was it was uh, it was my job to mm-hmm. do that business good <laughs> but I, I did failure mm-hmm. so it was very awful feeling but uh, okay I didn't die <laughs> I'm here now mm-hmm. and I have a good job now and I have lots of uh, experience now more.
3: How quickly did you make the decision that I have to tell about this?
1: Um, and how did you do that like uh, I, I started to tell. So, of course, my family know every day what's going on. But but uh, to the other people, I think that it was um, about one month before we had made this. I did tell to, to more people that we are going very bad. And I, I fear that we're going to make bankrupt. Mm. Uh, and then I realized to... Uh, figure out that okay what's going on if we make bankrupt and but then we when we make that bankrupt uh i i felt very light because we had made that decision and then we just know what to do now but before that situation was the baddest feelings Mm. but when we have made it then then the decision has made so it was very good and i i did uh, feel failure about three months (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I remember the, those three months.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: May, June, July. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: so when you do the bankruptcy for the first time, uh, you really don't know what to do. It's new. Um, where did you get all the knowledge?
1: Yeah, I, I hired uh, a lawyer who told me what to do, and he, he helped a lot. So w- with him, we I, I didn't know what to do. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Mira, uh, is there a possibility, if you are a member of the Suomen Yrittäät organization, to have help in these kind of situations?
2: Yes, definitely. So we do give advices to
3: our members, of course, um,
2: the procedural things, we cannot do everything, so, so then we uh, refer some law firms, for instance, that can... That can help our entrepreneurs to to go through the whole process because it's a lengthy mm. process. Uh, but we do give advice, yes, and and also the peer support is quite important. Mm. We also try to tell more and more about these uh, stories, like uh, Subi so that so that there wouldn't be this stigma around mm. uh,
0: bankruptcy and mm-hmm. failing. Yeah, um, because you said that you actually got a lot of job offers. Yeah, <laughs> coming. Uh, with yeah, the story. coming out with, yeah, the, with story. the story, yeah. so there are also like entrepreneurs who have gone bankruptcy and they have like nobody,
1: nobody knows anymore. They
0: want to hide d- it. Yeah, um. they don't have clients anymore or they don't have partners anymore. Uh, they all vanish because of the stigma. So, so
3: yeah, it's uh, nice to hear that you had a totally different hmm. experiment.
1: Yeah. Uh, but i think that it's because of the honesty i was very honest the, the whole, whole with this whole process for of course we wasn't the only people who who lost our money all uh, our 20 employees ch- lost their job and many many suppliers uh, we couldn't uh, pay their bills but i was very honest the, in whole this situation that uh, we do have uh, problems with money and and then they realized that okay we're actually going to make bankrupt but I did tell to all my employees and to all my suppliers uh, myself this story yeah. they didn't hear about from the newspaper or from mm. from others I did call them and that that was uh, awful awful calls. but then I I wanted to be honest what's going on so I think that that helped me because Mm -hmm. if I hide maybe maybe people were thinking about okay I'm the bad guy because I did went high but do you think that many people or many entrepreneurs do that mistake that they go hiding I think so because they are so shame Mm -hmm. but uh, my my tip is for for them that please don't hide please honest Uh, you get more Hmm appreciate mm-hmm. from that and I think that the very bad is that because uh, for example me also I was very tired about all this process very very tired but you have to find out the way to go this through and make the decision that we go because some it's very bad situation if someone else tells you that you have to go to bankruptcy I think that it's more bad mm-hmm. than the Situation has gone worse. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, how did the bankruptcy affect your team you were working with? Mm. Uh, was there any like how how did it affect?
1: Uh, you mean my employees or what?
3: Yeah, the whole team. Yeah, you wh- were the whole with. company.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I was also very honest. Hold uh, this situation to my employers. I tell the all the figures that. Uh, and of course we try to do uh, better and I was very honest that we have to do this or, or we don't have maybe in the future. So uh, we all did believe that but, uh, but when was the situation that I had to tell okay we are not going to manage this then, then it wasn't very big shock because the, they knew that this could happen. And also I was very honest, so, but I think that we have, because I was honestly also from them and of course the other partners, the shareholders, so uh, we did have very good, how you say, we really did wanted to win this game. So Mm -hmm. we were very good game in that's going on, but, but yes.
3: That's very inspiring Mm. that you have been so open about it to everyone. That's Mm. very brave.
1: Now I, okay, what I have today, I do have lots of new friends from that story.
0: Mm.
1: I I could uh, uh, hug the people who I meet on the street. Uh, We don't uh, make uh, everyday contact, but when we meet, we could hug. We don't have bad feelings for each other. That's great. Yeah, that's good.
0: I'm interested in to know uh, what do you think about failures now?
1: Has it changed somehow? Uh, I, I have realized that very good that uh, always when you start a business there is a risk. Uh, for example, like marriage, mm. <laughs> uh, you you can succeed or you could fail, but it's only uh, it's only a risk. Mm. It's it doesn't. Uh, it does, it's not the same who you are. Mm. it's the business. Sometimes yeah. you just have to realize that this, this wasn't a very good idea, so I have to end up the business. Mm. But sometimes it's a very good success story, mm. but, the, but the, also in startup uh, skills that the entrepreneurs and business making is also very hard working. You can't just start a business like thinking I'm going to be rich. Uh, you have to make a hard work. And I think that in, in that, that startup business, that was forgotten. That, uh, that they, they had very good ideas, but what we did to uh, less work. Yeah.
3: Mm. Was there anything else that you learned from this business
1: that failed? I think that I never go back in restaurant <laughs> business. <laughs> it's very hard. Yeah. I appreciate a lot of those who is in that business mm. it's very hard mm.
0: many aspects that you need to take into account yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and nowadays when i go to the restaurant i always uh, check out uh, how many people and what we eat and i, I calculate the profits yeah. and everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I, I how many people are working and all those i now i i see the restaurant in in different point of view yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm not uh, sure is that good or bad <laughs> yeah
3: I want to ask one more question about this women related organization membership because if you are not a member mm-hmm. but you realize that you need help for some issue mm-hmm. in your um in your company for example that is going to go bankrupt can you on that point to get hold of you guys and maybe join and then have the help or how does it how how does that path go well um we, of course, have to
2: limit some of our services to only our members uh, because we have a lot of uh, pressure coming to, for instance, this legal advice team. So so we cannot help everyone. But we, of course, uh, then uh, try to tell where you can have, for example, the free, uh, free consultation or membership-free consultation. We have also in Finland quite good uh, support uh, systems. Uh, so, for instance, this uh, Dalos Apu. Is a is a very good um, uh, system that is built to actually help and give advice on companies in distress, financial distress. So even you know, outside our organization, there there are uh, many. Uh, Public uh, operators who who help people and companies in in distress, but uh, but yes, really our membership fee is super uh, cheap. If you compare that, for example, how much you have to pay for for a le- one legal advice from a private uh, law firm. Mm-hmm. So so then it really um, makes sense to to rather pay a membership fee than than consult a private sector sometimes because the, the prices might be quite high. But but it's everyone's own choice. But uh, but we are not leaving leaving uh, people behind and also what actually um, what we do especially regarding the advocacy so so we try to influence the the politicians and the laws that are uh, concerning entrepreneurship uh, that we do for everyone because we yeah. cannot just say that okay we want this law for our members but not for the for the also so we actually do a lot of good work for everyone not only oh, that's our right. members
0: you do awesome work um, you have also this Yrittäjän Nusi alku, um, translated Entrepreneur's New Beginning.
2: Yeah. Can you tell us more about it? Yes. Um, so actually listening to Suvi, uh, Suvi mentioned a very good points. I think the, the basis to this whole uh, discussion about uh, new start, uh, fresh start, uh, we have to think about the figures. So, so we have around like 2,000 bankruptcies a year, uh, but that means... 12,000 jobs lost, mm. so we cannot really afford to have this kind of job lost on a yearly basis. Mm. Uh, at European level, according to the commission uh, figures, uh, there is around 200,000 bankruptcies a year in the EU area, and that equals to 1.7 million jobs lost. So it's it's a huge impact to our economies uh, that the bankruptcies have, and we could, we could really... Uh, make some good work by by uh, making our systems a bit better Uh, we have in this paper that we have recently published and we hope that the new government will take it on board when they do their policies regarding uh, entrepreneurship Uh, we see that uh, there are a few things that could that could be done first of all we need to identify the companies in financial distress earlier Mm. so Quite often, uh, the entrepreneurs, they keep their worries and concerns to themselves until it's really too late. So we need to build up uh, measures how we can detect these companies in financial distress. We have a lot of information collected, uh, for instance, to, to financial um, operators or or then from the accountancy uh sector. We have a lot of information about these, these uh, companies, but we need to use it wisely. So we need to build up mechanisms how we can uh, detect the companies that really need the help and then uh, provide them that uh, that guidance and help. Uh, of course, we cannot think that we can save all of these 2,000 companies from bankruptcy. We We need to be realistic about that. There are some companies that are viable, their businesses are viable, but then, of course, some of those companies they, they are not viable. So, so then we need to help them uh, to go through a very uh, ordered or, or, let's say, well managed bankruptca- bankruptcy. So it's not like uncontrolled. And Tubi and was mentioning about uh, these criminal proceedings that might, or investigations that might mm-hmm. come if
0: you, if you don't really know what you're doing when you do a bankruptcy. And that is a bit scary, to be honest, as an entrepreneur yeah. saying yeah. this, that this yeah. might happen exactly Mm -hmm. it's quite
2: scary and entrepreneurs they don't think about Mm -hmm. it they are so focused on -hmm. their own thing that they have really tried to build up they Mm -hmm. have so much emotions involved Mm -hmm. that they might not really be interested or they don't have the energy to Mm -hmm. to look for for the laws or what they need to do according to the law so so that's why uh, the support is really essential
1: Mm -hmm. and i think that the uh, earlier, maybe it was like criminal to make pank- p- bankruptcy. I I remember my childhood when it was uh, n- 90s. My my father in, in our village was l- lots of entrepreneurs who make this bankruptcy and and it wasn't very they wasn't very good guys. They was bad guys. But in nowadays, I I never think about like that. It's very that's it's very true. Yeah. But then,
2: well, when we go to the to the face of restructuring um, and bankruptcy well first of all these procedures like a restructuring procedure is quite heavy for a small uh, small company so we need to make it a bit lighter uh, within terms of the length but also the cost so so uh, for the smallest companies it's not really always a viable option uh, to to go to the restructuring process because it's too expensive and it takes too long time. Mm-hmm. Also, the bankruptcy procedures could be, could be shorter. Uh, that would help the entrepreneurs to, to start, to have the second start and second chance earlier, so they wouldn't have to be in this man- bankruptcy limbo uh, for too long time. Then there are some barriers uh, in different sectoral laws that I mentioned in the beginning. Uh, we have identified some of them that are actually hindering uh, the second chance. So after you have done bankruptcy, we have some obstacles still still in, in starting a business again. Um, so, uh, for instance, a very big issue uh, in Finland is, is the bad credit record. So if you have a bad credit yes. record, it's really hard to, for instance, get these basic things that you need in operating business, uh, bank account, uh, phone. You need to rent some working spaces for your business. And insurance is also uh, you might not be able to get if you have a, a default in your credit record. Mm. So this is actually a concrete obstacle for for, for even mm. thinking about starting a business after a bankruptcy uh, or or then um, these uh, credit uh, defaults. Um, then also we have, for instance, in this uh, prepayment register cooperative where you have to be registered in order to to give your client the tax deduction from certain household services for example if you if you have a cleaner coming at your place if you want to have that deducted from your from your taxation uh, this service provider needs to be uh, needs to be in this prepayment uh, register but then there if you have done bankruptcy or if you have uh, problems with your uh, credit uh, register you might uh, not be able to register yourself uh, to this register. So you cannot operate in, in, in certain sectors. And then, then you, well, you can operate, but basically the clients then, they don't want to uh, order this service from, an, from a business who, can, uh, who cannot uh, provide you the tax dedu- deduction mm-hmm. actually. So this is one uh, concrete example. Then we have some regulated businesses that I mentioned earlier. Uh, for instance, uh, from the transport, uh, passenger and, and freight transport. Uh, then the alcohol production uh, and and also from the social private social service providers uh, and uh, primary education service providers where you need to have certain permits and licenses to operate. But if you have uh, a history bad credit history or bankruptcy, those can be an obstacle. Um, then also we can um, mention uh, as well. Um, the costs of the, of the debt uh, or, or the fees of the debt collection are quite often very high. So if you have debts, um, our entrepreneurs tell us that, you know, like most of my money goes to, goes to paying actually the fee for the debt collection instead of really paying the debt. So that actually even accelerates the the problems, the the financial distress of companies. So there are many ways that uh, we could actually do better, uh, but we have to have this horizontal, uh, ...review on, on, on our legislation from, from sectors, uh, but also, also we need to sec, uh, check uh, the, the insolvency and bankruptcy uh, legislation that we have... ...and if we could make the system lighter and more accessible for, for especially the small companies that are 90,
0: 98% of, yes. of, of our businesses mm-hmm. in mind. What do you think that happens if we don't fix those things? I think we miss an
2: opportunity... So we miss an opportunity for growth in Finland. Uh, we need to also try to have our employment rate higher. So actually this government also had as their goal to, to have the uh, employment rate uh, high. And, and I think they want to continue with this path uh, with the next government as well to get our employment rate higher. If we want to reach the 80% employment rate we need to take do all the measures that that, uh, that are available and they are available to, to make it easier to be an entrepreneur and also easier to make a second uh, start first start
1: and yeah. i think that entrepreneurs always in every way very hard work so why do punished yes. if your failure yeah yeah, in exactly. the end. yeah.
3: <laughs> i agree and
0: many entrepreneurs are currently are moving away to someone somewhere else to do a business because it's a lot easier for them there somewhere else. So I think um, knowledge and skills go somewhere else Mm -hmm. instead of stays here in Finland. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And in
2: Europe in general, we are suffering from the fact that we are good starting up companies but we are not good in scaling up them. So so what happens quite often is that we have a very good uh, innovative uh, startup company in Finland, but they are sold to US, they are sold to, mm. to China, in Asia, somewhere. So so basically, if we want our own economy to, to really flourish, we need to look at all the possible ways we can to make our societies better
0: for entrepreneurship and also for growth. Mm. How does uh, EU support Finnish entrepreneurship? Well, the EU uh, does a
2: lot for, for entrepreneurs uh, in good and in bad. So, uh, as I told earlier uh, already, um, our national laws are quite often derived from the EU law. So actually all the legislation, um, well not all, but uh, but a big portion of the legislation that we do at national level are have had their origin in the EU. Uh, EU legislation. Um, EU has been trying, uh, and the Commission, who is who is the, who is the in charge of giving the legislative initiatives, um, EU is trying to to have more focus on, on SMEs, because SMEs uh, are the vast majority of European companies as well as the Finnish companies, so it's around uh, 98.8% uh, that are SMEs, so small and medium-sized companies. Um, So they are trying to take uh, them into account when they do legislation, this means that that there is, I think, small first principle. So you should always try to make the legislation so that that it's also applicable in small companies. There is a big difference uh, in the company sizes how you can, for instance, apply the EU law. Um, probably you know the data protection regulation, mm. which came from from EU and, and and this is a good example of a quite complicated legislation that comes from EU level. So GDPR, GDPR oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so so. our our member companies found it quite difficult. Yeah,
0: confusing to say the least.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, so it was a complex and heavy heavy legislation. Mm -hmm. Uh, EU needs to do better need to take better into account the different, um, different resources of companies actually to, to implement this kind of legislation. And also bear in mind the costs that are different for, for the small companies than for, for the big companies who have quite often legal departments that are taking care of all these uh, legislative op- obligations.
3: Mm. Um, yeah. But EU is trying, but, but still uh, more could be done. Yeah. Well, I'm very impressed to hear what all many united organization mm. does from, for Finland. You do an amazing job. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. We try it, all, all of us. Yeah. And I think you are a great example how we can change the attitudes here in Finland. Yeah, true
1: inspiration. Thank you.
3: <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Failing Point podcast, which airs on Business FM every Monday at 8 p.m., You can also read more about our guests and listen to earlier podcasts at failingpoint.com. And remember, whatever you're trying to achieve out there, keep on grinding and never give up on your dreams.
0: Thank you.